Welcome to another edition of the Late to Grid Podcast. This is your host, Bill Snow, and I am in the Atomic Autosports studio, this time by myself, because I want to talk to you about motorsports sponsorships. It's something that I'm super interested in. Uh, I have some unique perspectives that I want to share with you, and I hope that you take some tips and tricks and some notes that help you maybe land a sponsor. If you love racing, why not have somebody else pay for it or pay part of it for you? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let me tell you a little bit more about my background and especially as it relates to sponsorships. I can remember back to when I first started karting. I was in college and a friend of mine encouraged me to put together a sponsorship proposal for a local realtor. Man, this is back before we actually had PCs as we know them today. We had an Apple IIc at home and I think the software program was called... um, print shop. Anyways, I put together a sponsorship proposal for a local realtor and she bought it and she helped pay for my first couple of years of go-kart racing. Uh, Over the years, when my daughter started racing, we put together a couple of sponsorship proposals and actually landed her some money and some great discounts with some partners that we worked with. Uh, I work for Raid Air Complete Car Care and for two races, we sponsored David Starr, who races in the Xfinity series. Uh, So we put together some pretty interesting engagement uh, opportunities with David and our teams. I've worked with local speedways too on sponsoring them and trying to get some fan activation. And gosh, I'm going to give you some, give you what not to do by what some people uh, approach me. Um, And heck, you know, about a year ago, I was actually considering launching a sponsorship coaching program. I really love the the business side of our sport. And, um, you know, I still have that business plan written. Who knows? Maybe Someday I will get there. But first, you have to ask yourself a question. Do I even really want or need a sponsor? I got to tell you, it's a lot of work. And if you say, yes, I want to get a sponsor because I need the money, then you have to ask yourself, are you really up for the commitment? It's a lot of work. Landing a sponsor is a lot of work. You need to keep them engaged. You've got to live up to your commitments. So if you're going to do it, you've got to be committed. Let's talk a little bit about why people would sponsor you. Why would a business want to get engaged with you as a driver, what your team, that sort of thing? Perhaps you can bring them some clients. Perhaps you can bring them some money. Perhaps you should can bring them some engagement. Every sponsor is looking for something different. You're going to have to understand what they need and what they want and what they're willing to pay for. And we're going to talk about that. I'm going to first tell you what not to do. Believe it or not, this is an example of a text I got once for a driver that races locally. I need $500 for racing and I'll put your logo on my quarter panel. I've gotten another funny request where someone said, hey, I need candy for a parade. Give me $100 and I will put your logo on my door. I said, no. He said, 50. No. And I also said no to the racer on the screen here. And the reason why is they didn't understand what I would want out of sponsoring them. And that's what I'm going to share with you because you need to ask potential sponsors, what are they looking for? What are their business goals? What would they hope to gain by sponsoring you? So what we're going to do is we're going to step through why would businesses sponsor different drivers? There's lots of different reasons why. Some of those reasons might be they like racing. Maybe they like you as a person. Maybe just because you asked, they'll put some money across the counter for you. 
Maybe motorsports fits their business. Perhaps they're looking for brand exposure. They might want to attend some races. Maybe they like that as an extracurricular activity. Perhaps they're looking for social media content. Maybe it meets their goals. They want to get behind the scenes access, get in the pits and the paddock. Maybe they don't know any better. Maybe they're not smart enough to make a good business decision. And they just say, okay, I'll, I'll put my, my money behind a racer and hope that it works out for me. But you need to ask why else. Find out why they would sponsor you as a driver and your car. The answers might actually surprise you. And some of those answers could be because uh, you know and understand their business goals. You took the time to build a relationship and you proved value into what your racing program is and uh, where you might be able to take their business. So what would businesses get by being involved with you and your race team? We can't get away from digital marketing and digital media right now. So with my logo on the side of your car, can I get some social media content? Can I get some social media posts? Do I get some likes, shares, and engagement that actually bring more awareness to my business? Perhaps you can bring your race car to their business or an employee event or a food drive. Maybe that business gets access to events like I talked about. Maybe they want to get behind the scenes into a racetrack. Maybe they want to see what happens uh, in between races as you work on the car. Maybe they want to come and see behind the scenes. Maybe you offer them trips to your shop where you get your race cars ready. Now, if it's a community-based uh, company and, and they're involved in the community, engaged in the community, they might want your car for parades. They want to see their logo on a really cool car going through the parade. Maybe you can help them with a charity. Might be an employee outing. They want to bring all their employees to the racetrack and see their car on track winning or competing. How cool is that? But you really need to find out what they need and what they want. Listen, 15, 20 years ago, it was probably okay to say, hey, give me $150 for a couple of races and I'll put your logo on the side of the car and business owners were happy with that. That's not going to cut it anymore. There needs to be more engagement. There needs to be more sharing. There needs to be more inclusion. And what you need to do is over deliver. You need to, whatever you and your sponsor agree to, you need to exceed whatever it is you promised. If you said you were going to do 10 social media posts over the season, you need to do 12. You need to do thank you posts after the race. You need to drop in on their business and ask how things are going. Constantly ask, what else can I do? Send race recaps. Send pictures of you and your team and the, their logo on your car. I want to share a quick story. So I mentioned my daughter, Race Go-Karts. We had a sponsorship from a... Uh, an outfit that sold cart parts. I can't remember the name right now, but what they did is they gave us super aggressive pricing on the parts we needed throughout the season. In, ex in exchange for that big discount, all we had to do was send them pictures from the events and do about a three paragraph write-up after each event that we raced. It was about after the third race that I received an email back from them. And they said, you know, we never had one of our drivers send us more than two race recaps. So I was really surprised that they even continue their program if they're not getting that sort of response. So this is why you need to exceed expectations and over deliver in what you're giving to your sponsor. So let's talk about where to, where to start. 
you know what? Actually, I want to take a step back. When I talk about over-delivering, I talked about David Starr and how we were involved in one of his Xfinity, actually two of his Xfinity races at Mid-Ohio. One of those races, David took our entire group, there's about 25 of us, and said, hey, it's time for the driver's meeting. Why don't you guys all come with me? We did. And we stood to the side with David as they were going through the driver's meeting. And then at one point, at the end of the driver's meeting, David actually walked to the front talked to the race director and said, Hey, do you mind if I talk for a minute? The race director said, no, David, what do you need? David went out of his way to thank all of the radar complete car care folks that were there talked about how great it was to have a local brand at this race. And we were just ecstatic. We thought we were rock stars. That is a super example of exceeding expectations. So let's get back to it. Where to start. Well, I'm all about checklists. So first off, I'm going to walk you through about six checklists here that are going to be super important for you to start to build your sponsorship program and plan. Number one, do an inventory of all of your social media accounts. What, what are you doing on Instagram? Do you have an account or two? How about Facebook, LinkedIn, maybe Twitter, maybe TikTok? you really got to think about where are your potential sponsors on social media? If somebody's really active on Twitter, then you should be too, if that's somebody you're going to target. Same with TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. YouTube, you're going to have to be on there, showing race recaps, giving some interviews, some highlights. On your social media, make sure that I see a typo here. It shouldn't be lost of good looking pictures. It should be lots of good looking pictures. Make sure that your social media accounts are full of great looking images of you and your team, clean uniforms, all that good stuff. All of your posts should be positive too. I see this in certain types of racing, a lot of negativity towards the promoters, the race directors, the venues, the tracks. Make sure all of your posts are positive. You should probably have a website too. Keep it simple. Keep it professional. And you have to ask yourself, if you're going to go down this path, can you be consistent with posting on social media? One post a week, two posts a week, whatever it needs to be, whatever you're agreed to with your sponsors, can you be consistent with that? The next checklist I want to talk about is who do you know? This is where you're going to start to target people. Start writing and typing the names of friends and family members that would benefit from being involved with your team. Think about who you do business with right now. Identify other businesses that would benefit from being involved. Do you know employees that rank high up in the leadership of certain companies? And then begin your research. Start to build a plan. And we're going to talk about the plan a little bit later. And you probably want to start engaging with these companies on social media. Let me give you an example. So let's say that you want to target ABC company. And ABC company is really active on Instagram. Well, start to follow them, like their posts. If they have a post that's appropriate to comment on, comment on it. Say, wow, what an interesting uh, picture or what a cool idea or what an awesome uh, article that you just posted. Start engaging with them. That's the kind of stuff that companies want when they post on social media. Let's also talk about what you can offer. You're going to need to build a list of what you as a driver can offer. Are you willing to make social media posts? And will they be quality posts with quality videos? Video's king right now. It's the king of content. You need to be able to put together good video, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Can you bring your car to their business for events? 
Do you have hospitality at your races? Uh, in sports car racing, we do this from time to time. We, you know, we bring big tents with us and we will invite friends and partners to join us uh, during the race and after the race. Are you a potential influencer? So influencers are huge in social media and digital marketing right now. Could you potentially be an influencer for their business? Can you help them with their social media presence and engagement? Uh, and can you help them grow their business? Think about that. Are there ways that in being engaged and involved with you can actually help them grow their business? Start writing down ways that you can deliver upon their business goals. This is a big one for me, getting involved with a charity. A lot of businesses have charities. You as a driver and team should have a charity too. Find one that meets your passions and your interests. Maybe find one that's close to your home track. Make sure that this charity is, an, is active in the community. Um, it'd be actually great if they were active on social media as well. And then put together a plan to get this rolling. Let me tell you a great example of a, a charity that we've been involved with, with some of our circle track racing that we've been uh, sponsoring and involved with here in Northern Ohio. We found N68 Hours of Hunger of Lake County and N68 Hours of Hunger has chapters throughout all the country. They work with kids that don't have food on the weekends. So they'll have the school provide them breakfast and lunch. But man, when they go home on the weekend, they don't have food in the house. So N68 Hours of Hunger actually puts together bags for the students that they pick up Friday afternoon. That way they have good, nutritious meals all weekend long. Anyways, we did a fill the race car event a couple of times at, the tr at our shop with them. Um, and they were super excited about it. They got engaged on social media and shared that. Look for someone that fits your interests as well as potential sponsor in interests when it comes to a charity. And then also let's talk about your resume and hero card. You might say, man, I don't, I'm just an amateur racer. Why do I need a hero card or a resume? This could be your foot in the door with a lot of organizations this could be something that shows how professional you are. Get one a one-page document developed, whether it's a fancy hero card with pictures and stats, or it's a resume that's good-looking that talks about who you are as an individual, your involvement in the community, things that you've done, your successes. Uh, you should always have something like this available. You never know when you're going to meet someone that might be interested in uh, sponsoring you or being involved with you. You need to have something web-based too. We talked about social media, but you need to have some sort of web presence. It could be a, a very inexpensive website that just gives people a place to go to keep up to date with you, see what's happening, see pictures, see video. Um, and you need to be able to write a story about how you've helped other businesses or sponsors. That's why getting started now is so important. I'm recording this uh, April 1st, no joke. And the season's already starting to kick off here up in the north. It's been going in the south. Of course, it never stops. You're actually starting to build next year's sponsorship proposals and programs. So start capturing all those ideas. Start working with folks right now so you have a good foot forward as uh, the season rolls on, especially into next year. And now you need to start to develop your why. Uh, why would someone get involved with you? What do you have to offer? Do you have followers? Are you engaged in the community? Do you have an awesome network, perhaps professionally or personally? Can you be an influencer for them? Ask yourself, what can you provide for them? 
I want to tell you about storytelling. Storytelling is huge. You can do that in a narrative. You can do that video. You can do that on podcasts. How can you help your sponsors tell their story to their clients, their potential clients, potential employees? I got to tell you, a lot of companies now are having difficulty hiring. If you could find a way to help them hire and retain employees, pretty sure they put some money behind you. Think about those sort of things. Your results, I'm not just talking on the track, but your results in business, your results in life are really important to a potential sponsor. What have you been successful with? What have you helped accomplish? How have you helped your community? All of those are good attributes that a brand would want to be part of. So let's review these checklists. Remember, get behind your social accounts. Who do you know? What business owners, what friends, what family could potentially be involved in helping you get sponsored? What can you offer a potential sponsor brand or business? Pick that charity and get involved with them. Build that resume or hero card and develop your why. Why sponsor ABC Racing? Why sponsor Driver David? Come up with those sort of things. After you do all of that, then it is time to build the plan. Once you have all your checklists, and again, I said you could do it on a piece of paper. You could do it on a computer. You can do it in Evernote. You could do it in Google Docs. Whatever works for you. Build those checklists. Build those lists of all of that information. Now you you can take the next step to build the plan. You're going to build that plan. Again, it doesn't matter if you use paper or you use Word or you use Google Docs. Whatever works for you and can keep you organized, that's what you need to use. Make it fun. There's a buzzword, gamification. Commit to maybe spending 30 minutes a day working on this. Maybe it's making a, uh, a couple of uh, you know bullet points or getting a couple more pages done. Whatever it is. Make it a game for you so that you can look back at the end of the week and say, I checked the box. I did these things. I helped build my plan. I have a saying, produced is better than planned. And if you listen to some of my podcast episodes, you'll say, yeah, I can see why you say that. What I mean is you can build the best plan possible, but if you don't execute it, it doesn't matter. You just got to get out and start doing it. So just start producing, just start writing, just start building the plan. And as you write the plan, and then we're going to go through all the different steps here over the next several minutes, make it actionable. Have some next steps. I have a picture of an elephant on here because all of this might seem like it's a big deal. Well, there's a saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And it's the same here with building your plan. It's one page. It's one idea. It's one topic. It's one business at a time. And if you break it down into those small pieces, you can get that elephant eaten and you can get your proposal built. So let's talk about how to approach a business. Who's first? So as you're developing your plan, pick the easy ones. Where are you buying your parts from? Where are you buying your tires from? Who, you, who do you work with day in and day out at your day job? Who's always asking about your racing and how you did this past weekend? Those warm leads and those warm introductions are always the best. We want to do business with people we know, like, and trust. And if you already have those people in your network, find them and let's use them. Ask your wife, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever, family member, can I practice my pitch on you? Identify those folks that you can sort of run through and role play the first phone call you're going to make. 
the conversation you're going to have. Um, we talked about, buy, you know, the businesses that you buy from today, list them all out, maybe even list out some of their competitors. Hey, I buy all my stuff. I buy all my tires from ABC tire today, but XYZ tire, if you get behind me, I will buy all my tires from you. Then also we need to make a list for connecting with all these folks. So once you've identified your potential and ideal sponsors, work to get a meeting. Remember, this is a business deal. You need to prepare and dress for the part. I always recommend not bringing a proposal to the first meeting. How do you even know what their goals are? You haven't even had a conversation with them about why they might even want to be involved in motorsports. They might hate racing and not even want to talk to you. Don't bring proposal to the first meeting. However, do bring your hero card or resume and have your 60 second commercial break or your commercial ready to go. Here's what I mean. I always have a 60 second, some people call it an elevator pitch, whatever. Mine's actually shorter than that. Hi, I'm Bill Snow for, with the Late to Grid podcast, and I have the ability to get your brand message out to my listeners who use services like yours. The podcast has a niche following that trusts our sponsors. Simple. It's always there. Have something like, like that ready to go. So when you make the phone calls or you uh, have to leave a voicemail, you have a tagline ready to go. Let's talk about the meeting. So part of your plan is to get the meeting. What are you going to ask? What are you going to talk about? Well, let's step through those sort of things. So if you, when you get the meeting, you need to ask, what's your big business goal this year? Who's your typical client? Where do most of your clients come from? What marketing has worked for you in the past? What hasn't worked for you in the past? Have you ever been involved in motorsports? Have you ever sponsored a vehicle before or a driver? And what social media platforms do best for you? You ask questions like that, and they all need to be open-ended questions. The other person on the other side of the desk is going to be really intrigued that you're asking these sort of things as opposed to coming to them and saying, hey, give me so much money and I'll put your logo on my quarter panel. As a business owner, I get these calls all the time. Hey, uh, for $850 a month, I will get 1,000 postcards out to potential clients. How, how does this person even know I'm looking for more clients? How do they know that... I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to work more with my existing clients. They don't. They didn't take the time to ask. What am I looking for? That's why when you get a meeting with someone, you need to ask a lot of questions. Don't make the meeting about racing. Sure, you're going to talk a little bit about racing. You're going to talk about your background, but don't get lost in the weeds about oh, we run and I run in the GTU division and we race. Uh, you know, it's a big bore car and we have to. You know, we have to run in 200 treadwear tires, whatever that might be. You're going to lose them. And that's not what they want to talk about. They want to talk about how can you help me achieve my business goals? Take notes. This is so that you'll remember what was talked about, what your specific follow-up items are. And you can ask questions about the things you talked about during your next meeting. And then schedule that follow-up meeting. I never like to leave a meeting without making sure the next step is identified, whether that's a phone call, a Zoom call, or another in-person meeting. So take the time to schedule that follow-up meeting before you leave the meeting you have. Even if it's over the phone or on a Zoom call, make sure you get that next thing scheduled. And never forget to send a thank you. Email is okay. 
but uh, text message is okay. Handwritten, that is killer. If you can do a handwritten thank you, all the better. Let's talk about the follow-up. So you need to be persistent and follow up, but do not be annoying. So you already asked for that follow-up meeting. So make sure you got that. And when you get there, be very specific, be mindful of their time and uh, deliver on what they're looking for. If you get a no, don't worry about it. They're just, it's a no now. It might be a yes later. You might actually be laying some seeds for an end of the year sponsorship or next season sponsorship. Stick with it because that's exactly what might be happening. Uh, you are laying the groundwork. And I always believe in having a plan B. If you're not familiar with the name Mark McCormick, that's the gentleman that started the uh, IMG, which was a sports management group that uh, represents a lot of drivers, a lot of athletes, a lot of uh, sporting events. Mark McCormick always had a plan B. So if he came in and was looking to sell a $100,000 entitlement sponsor for a tournament, let's just say a tennis tournament, he wouldn't walk out of there unless he had something. Even if it was a $5,000, they paid for the napkins for the event. He always had a plan B to get something. So keep that in mind. You might be asking a sponsor the whole car and you're looking for $10,000 for the whole year. But if that sponsor was willing to pay you $750 for some social media posts and a mid-size sticker on the front fender, yeah, you'd probably take it, wouldn't you? Always have those ideas in mind. And that's why you got to always ask some questions. What works for you? What budget do you have? What would you like to see out of this? And as I talked about earlier in the digital um, social media, digital marketing stuff, always be positive. Even if it's a no, send the follow-ups, be appreciative. They spent time with you. You're learning a lot during this process. So make sure that you are always being positive. And as I said earlier, sponsorships are mostly relationship-based. So make sure that you're taking steps to build that relationship. As a business owner, it's very hard for me always to say no to people. We get approached with a lot of really cool ideas from a lot of great people. It's tough for me to say no. So saying no to you this year might mean I'm saying no to someone next year so I can say yes to you next year. Keep those sort of things in mind. So as you think about all those sort of things and you do some different meetings and you have some conversations, now it's time to build your pitch deck. So let's talk about that. What does that look like? So you're going to want to make sure that uh, you use their logos and their names and their wording should be consistent across all mediums. So um, you got to pay really real special attention to how do they write their name? Um, our, our company's Radar. Well, it's two words. There's a space between. A lot of people write it as one word. Uh, I've been involved in meetings where people have um, made presentations and they spell companies' names wrong in the presentations. Pay particular attention to how does this company write their name. You'll see it on their social media. You'll see it on their website. You'll see it on their letterhead, those sort of things. Um, use PowerPoint or Google Slides to uh, go ahead and build this. Canva is a free resource for creating great graphics. You can create presentations in there too. Um, as you're developing your pitch package or your sponsorship proposal package, develop a team name. Come up with something catchy. It could be, um, you know, Bill Snow Racing or the Late to Grid Race Team, whatever it might be. Come up with a catchy name and use it consistently as well across 
uh, your conversations. Building this pitch deck will take time, but it'll be worthwhile. It'll be something that you can use over and over again. Um, although you want it detailed, you're going to have to keep it somewhat simple. Um, I'd like to use one or two pages for each topic. So the pitch deck should be a little bit of an overview of who you are, your background, pictures of the cars, picture of the races, you holding trophies, that sort of thing. But you don't, again, as I said earlier, you don't want to go too far down into the weeds. Don't put the rules of the class you race in. Um, you do want to include, however, the schedule and the tracks and the, the regions that, and geographies you'll be racing in. Uh, make it very specific to your potential sponsor. Don't develop one pitch deck that you'll use consistently across all the other. You're going to create one template and you're going to modify, customize, tailor that to each company, each person that you're dealing with. Um, I always say use their images, use their lo logos when appropriate. Sell the value. What are you getting? What are you going to do for them? Um, you know, we talked about a logo on the car not being enough, a banner at the track, a banner on the side of your, um, your trailer or your grid spot is not enough anymore. And I'm also a big fan of including two to three packages in your proposal. During your meeting with them, you may have learned that they have a budget for $1,500. Definitely include a package around that, but include a package a little bit more and a little bit less. Gives them some choices on what they can do and build the value in around that. They might actually want to spend a little bit more money because you're delivering a little bit more value to them. So uh, what, what are the topics? What should you be talking about in here? Well, state the problem or goal that you learned about in that first meeting. If they said, I'm really looking to get my name out to other people that are involved in motorsports, great. That's an easy one. But they may say, I'm looking to reach people in a different area I haven't done business with them before, or I'm looking for a certain demographic, or perhaps I want to find a cool way to recruit people or get my folks to a fun event where, where a car I sponsor is going to be at. State the problem or goal that, that you learned about and then address it. How are you going to help them with that? What's your plan to deliver on that? Are those branded uh, co-branded social media posts? And then show the plan on how you're going to do that. Create a, um, create a video of, of you installing a decal. You can even have one made ahead of time. Offer to bring the car to a business open house. We're actually doing that with one of our uh, sponsors at the end of this month. We're actually doing an open house at their business with our car, and uh, they couldn't be more excited about it. So make ideas like that. Create um, additional value by thinking outside of the box, so to speak. Um, what can you do to introduce them to other small business owners? Maybe your relationship in a networking or business group. Maybe you're part of the Rotary or business uh, BNI, Business Network International, or the Chamber. Think about those creative ways that you can deliver on their goal or um, what they told you their, their, their mission is to be involved potentially with you. Uh, what's your plan to help them out? You know, back, if you're not familiar with websites, backlinks are where uh, your site is referenced on another site. Google and Bing love this sort of thing. So what can you do to help folks link back to your sponsor's website? You can do that on your site. You could do it through blog posts, um, invitation to a racing event for them and their team. Of course, we want their, your, uh, their logo on your race car, develop some team shirts, 
how about a sponsor page on your on your website or your Facebook page, a photo album that includes all of the pictures of them and their business. Um, how are you going to measure success of this? So let's say the sponsor is going to give you $5,000 for the season. How are you going to help them measure what they're getting for that $5,000? Because at the end of the season, you want them to say, this was so good. I want to do it again next year. Maybe even they say, I want to spend even more money next year. Uh, do you have some references, folks that you've helped before that have maybe been involved with your race team? List them out. Have somebody give you a quote that you can put into your pitch deck. Um, what data can your racing series or your club give you that you can include? For example, if they say, listen, the most of the people that buy tickets from us, we know this because they buy tickets online, uh, are aged 25 to 54, 75% male, and they make $100,000 a year or more. And most of them attended a four-year college. That sort of demographics could be super important to a decision maker at a business. If you can include that sort of information in your pitch deck, all the better. And then let's talk about how to present all of this. So I talked about asking for the meeting. So you've had some meetings, you've gathered your data, you build your pitch deck. Now you say, hey, I want to come back. And I want to tell you, <laughs> I want to explain what I learned and how I'm going to help you. You're going to want to present in a professional manner. Dress the part. Be prepared. During the presentation, ask for the sponsorship. This could be done phone, virtual, in person, whatever. Um, and then what do you do if they want it emailed? Well, that's not the end of the world. If they say, listen, just go ahead and email me the, the pitch deck. I can't, I don't have time to meet with you. Politely ask for the opportunity, maybe a uh, coffee on a Saturday morning, maybe a beer after work, if that's appropriate for you. But again, you don't want to be standoffish. Again, you're trying to build a relationship. Go ahead and email it, but ask to schedule an appointment right then and there for a phone opportunity to review it. I talked. To, I touched on this a little earlier. What if they say no? Well, offer alternatives. No, it's not really for me. Well, what if we did this? Or what if I did that? Cut it in half. Remember the plan B I talked about with Mark McCormick? Have that plan B ready. Ask for permission to stay in touch. If they end up not doing anything with you, ask, say, hey, can I catch in with you over the summer? Can we catch up at the end of the end of the racing season? Ask who they might know. What other businesses do they network that, with that might be interested in a motorsports program? And reach out to their competition. So if company ABC said no, go ahead to XYZ and you've already, you kind of know what the business problems are, the opportunities are. You just got to change the logos and the pitch deck, right? Reach out to them. You might even lead with, hey, I know folks in your industry are dealing with this. I have a way I can help you. That could be a great in. Think long term. Just because it's a no this season doesn't mean it's a no next season. You're laying the groundwork for future success. Sponsorship is a rinse and repeat thing. Um, it's a year-long endeavor. Everywhere you are turning is an opportunity to uh, explore other uh, sponsorships, to, to folks to see value you might be building online. Even if someone tells you no, they're probably checking back in on you if you've shared your social media stuff with them. As you go along this, proc uh, this process, be sure to document everything. It makes follow-up easier. A, a simple, cheap way is create a Google Sheet, company name, who the contact is, how you've contacted them, what stage you're at, what the decisions were, 
information they gave you that would help you build a pitch deck in the future. Document all that sort of stuff. You got to keep working at it, uh, just like the hamster on the wheel here. You just got to keep going and share all your updates. Everything should be positive. Make sure that on social media, make sure that in any chances you have to give presentations in front of your network group, keep everything positive. Share the, the share the updates of what's going on with your season, the progression you're making. Here's why it's important. We actually got approached by a, um, a national organization that want to talk to us about our, our racing program. And I don't know if it's going to lead anywhere. But as we were going through and explaining how we were helping three other smaller businesses, their eyes got huge. And um, again, I don't know if this is going to lead anywhere with this national organization, but I really feel we are laying the groundwork for something bigger next year. And we're going to be extremely positive about it. No matter what they say this season, it's all going to be positive. And you better, you, you better bet we're going to invite them out to the races they can get to. Hey, come and hang with us afterwards. We'll, we'll grill up some steaks. We'll have some dinner after the races, get to see the team behind the scenes. Just keep going, right? Like Dory from uh, <laughs> Finding Nemo. And here are some other considerations. Uh, you land the sponsor. You got to think about some other stuff. How are you going to invoice collect the money? Um, who can help you deliver on this? Who can help you collect that money too? But who can help deliver on... Um, on making sure that you give all the value and more to what you agreed to. Um, something else to think about is the juice worth the squeeze. As I mentioned, there's a lot of work here. You, you might already be thinking at the beginning of this, oh, I can't wait to put together a sponsorship proposal. And now you're thinking, nah, I don't know, man. This seems like a lot of work. It's not really up for me. And is the juice worth it? Do you really want to get into this? And is it something that you can do and do well? And if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. It's a big commitment. You never know where it's going to lead. Um, so let's review everything that we talked about here. Uh, you got to do a little soul searching. Again, do you need a sponsor? Do you want a sponsor? Are you willing to stay consistent with the social medias, the follow-ups, the adding value, exceeding expect expectations? Can you do it? Do you have the time to develop your checklists and develop them thoroughly? Create an actionable plan, and then be able to execute that plan? And do you have the drive? Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to stay with it? I hope that some of these tips and tricks helped you and um, you were able to learn a little bit of something that could help you along your motorsports journey, help with sponsorships. Reach out to me if you have any questions or ideas. And if you have anything that I didn't talk about, you think I should have, I'd be interested in that as well. I, I really enjoy talking with folks about sponsorship and, as I mentioned, the business side of this. But um, I really do. I really hope that you, uh, you you take some of this information and you can potentially land a sponsor and help pay for this a little bit. Anyways, I really appreciate you being a, a, a listener of the podcast. And if there's anything that uh, you want to hear talked about, drop us a line. Be sure to like us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have the YouTube channel. Uh, we're putting everything under the Atomic Autosports. If you haven't told a friend yet about the podcast, please do so. And do me one favor. Don't be late to hear.